two humorous nurses would like to acknowledge the true custodians of the land in which we record our podcast, the Yorta Yorta people. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend our respects to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders listening today. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. We are so excited for this episode to be sponsored by eNurse. eNurse is Australia's leading one-stop nurse shop. eNurse specialises in everything a nurse or nursing student would need to survive. From comfortable, stylish and keep you cool under pressure elite hair scrubs to handheld study guides, nursing equipment and even a travel coffee mug for those long commutes. eNurse will be your new favourite online shop for all things nursing. Head to www.enurse.com.au and use our code HUMOROUSNURSES for a cheeky discount. Two Humorous Nurses with Kelly and Alicia. The podcast with TMI is never enough. Welcome to Two Humorous Nurses, where we plan to bring you funny, informal, conversational chat about all things nursing. But not today, because I had a baby. Another one. <laughs> You're a nurse that had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's Alicia's birth story 2.0. You. I'm so excited. <laughs> We've caught up once and she's like, can I not tell you anything? And I was like, absolutely not. Shut your mouth. <laughs> so, get out of the group chat. And so I caught Sorry. up with I caught up with Jess. Did you tell like, her anything? I said, so you want to hear my birth story? She goes, no, I want to hear it on the podcast. Oh. I was like, see, she's like full no. converted I was now. like, what the fuck for? I'm like, don't you want to see my face when I tell you? She's like, oh, go on then. So I told her. Oh. I'm like, oh, wow. She was, no, she was it's One less listen now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny though. Like the girls are like, they'd rather hear it on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we find out all our information. I know. How funny. It's how everyone finds out about things in our lives. So I had a baby, Lachlan, four weeks ago. Exactly four weeks today. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I, how, with his I was going to say, how funny. When you had Olive, you couldn't even leave her like two months after you had her. You had to bring her out to dinner in a thunderstorm. And now you're like, fuck it. See you later. I'll be at your place. <laughs> Nick's right. He's got two of them. Yeah, pretty much. Um, there has been a huge difference. And I will, I'll go into like you know, a, a bit of that later, but, um, yeah, I, it's just so nice. And Mick's been on holidays. Yeah. So I've really had time to sort of enjoy Ollie and enjoy Lockie. And like for Mick to, Mick's just so confident with him. It's so nice. Yeah. Well, he's, you know, his second time around realizes you, you can't really break them. Well, yeah. They'll break you yeah. before you break them. <laughs> and he's got this thing that because he did skin to skin that they've got like this little bond. bond yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because with, Ollie, I don't feel like he ever felt really bonded with her. Uh, he did because you, you know, couldn't, you can't do anything when you're a dad. No, your boobs are useless. Pretty much. I remember him you, saying when Ollie was born that, like, he found it really frustrating because he couldn't settle her, whereas I just whack on the boob and she'd be settled. Yeah. So I can I can understand and I can sympathise sometimes with the dads. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes they are just useless, but sometimes they try very hard and still feel useless. But um, yep. anyway, enough about the dads. More about me. Of course. <laughs> so I'll tell you. So this pregnancy, we'll go back from the beginning, right? I'm sure everyone was along for the ride. But basically I had horrific pelvic girdle pain. I was on crutches yep. from about early between 20 and 30 weeks. I had to stop exercising at 15 weeks because I yep. was in pain. And then from about 20 to 30 weeks, I was on and off crutches and had to stop work at 30 weeks because I couldn't walk. Basically, it was excruciating. Yeah. And um, 
after seeing an amazing osteo, which I will shout out, Star Osteo and Wellness. <laughs> she fucking We're changed my life. We're hoping to have her um, on the podcast, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, Brooke, amazing, like totally changed my pregnancy. She got me within three weeks. I was like not using crutches at all. Mm. And, um, yeah, totally changed my life <laughs> to the point where I said to Mick, maybe I could go back to work. He was like, don't be fucking don't. stupid. Yeah, you're like, I feel like a fraud. I stopped work, but now I don't have any pain. I'm like, yeah, because you stopped work. Yeah, I know. And, uh. and there were other things I did, like I stopped lifting Ollie on and off the toilet. I started making her climb onto oh. the toilet. And um, I turned her car seat in the car and that oh, yep. changed my life as well because lifting a 20-kilo kid in yeah, and out of the twisting. car. Yeah, and just like... Lifting her up and then stepping closer to the car was yeah. absolutely killing me. Could she me. not climb in? No, she wouldn't because Ugh. the seat was facing the other way and because of the tether strap and stuff. Must like, have killed you to turn just, it as well. It was f- annoying because I felt like she was quite happy rear-facing. Yeah. Like I, it, so, but anyway, she fucking loves forward-facing. I know, they do. As soon as you turn them, it's like and the she, whole world changes. She was almost, really, she really was almost at the, like, uh, pretty much at the market. Just so. stop. Not according to Jess. Oh, no, Jess says she can go all the way to the top Correct. of the label, but yeah. Jess is can't see Nazi, we all know that. But, yeah, anyway, so, um, yeah, a few other things changed as well and then and my life and, you know, my pain settled. But um, then it came like, okay, I was dealing with all this pain and whatever. Pregnancy was low risk. That was fine. Everything else was going great. And then um, at my, I don't know, whatever, ultrasound, I had to have a growth growth scan at like 34 weeks or something. Because of my BMI, which, again, it's questionable. But anyway, and we're like, oh, you're having a big baby? I was like, yeah, yeah. They said that about Ollie. Whatever. Um, ultrasounds aren't that accurate. The further you get into your pregnancy, yeah. they're not as accurate. And there is, like, a margin of error. And, like, they told me that Ollie was going to be six and a half pound at 32 weeks, and she came out at seven pound seven yeah. at 40 weeks. So I was like, whatever. I'm not that interested in yeah. that game. And then... I met with the obstetrician again later and had another growth scan and they're like, no, you really are going to have a big baby. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not interested in hearing that either. And they're like, let's book an induction date. I'm like, no, I'm really not playing this game. And I really felt like I'm a, you know, professional in the health industry and was fairly well educated, but also like, I think I just got complacent because I was like, well, I've had a normal vaginal birth and I've had, I went into spontaneous labour at home. Like it was uncomplicated, you know, barely taught. Like I did have a postpartum hemorrhage, but that was like, you know, that was it. So do lots of people. Lots of people do. And it's, you know, whatever. It is what it is. So I think because that was in the back of my mind, like, well, it all went well and normal last Mm -hmm. time. So what should change this time? I really wasn't interested in playing any of the games of fear-mongering that you're going to have a big baby, which means you're not going to be able to get it out. You're not going to be able to birth yeah. it. So we should induce you early um, or if you decide to go over, then you might have to have a C-section or whatever. Yeah. So I thought I'm going to get educated here. And I I follow um, midwife Mal and um, B from uh, Core, Floor and Restore, and they have a podcast together called The Great Birth Rebellion, which if anyone – is working in the maternity space or if anyone is thinking about getting pregnant or is currently pregnant, I highly recommend their podcast. It's fucking incredible. Like yeah. it's all evidence-based. They ask really – like they're both midwives. Um, yeah. Mal's a doctor and B – I think B works in the hospital space. Mal works in the private 
like, um, I don't know, private midwifery space, yeah. I guess, where she does a lot of home births. And it's just, it's so, so interesting. They're always talking about current studies that are coming out and um, the reasons why obstetricians make the decisions that they do and the reason why maternity care is what it is. And anyway, long story short is I did a lot, a lot of listening to that podcast about big babies, about induction, about um, delivery of the placenta, about um, just so many different things so that I could be empowered to make choices with my obstetrician. And she was fabulous. Like as much as she was wanting me to book an induction date and I said no and she was very like, um, I guess, accepting of my wishes but also wanted me to make an informed choice. Um, But, you know, as soon as someone starts talking about shoulder dystocia, it does put the fear in you mm-hmm. and part of me, I'm like, I'm nearly six foot. I've got big hips. I'll be right. But then the other part of me is like, don't be a dipshit. You could have a big baby and mm. it could get stuck and then you've got to live with the yeah, ramifications because you're almost of that. six foot, mix six foot, what? Like you could have a big baby. I could baby. have a big baby as well. <laughs> and um, also I guess because I haven't been as active this pregnancy as well, yeah. I probably haven't eaten as well. I'm like, oh, well, maybe there has been more sugar and stuff available to the baby. Maybe yeah. it is going to be bigger, whatever. Also, we knew that we were having a boy. Boys tend to be bigger. Second babies also tend to be bigger. But I'm like, how much bigger really? Like, you know, yeah. the, I also, guess the question is big me. babies all the time. They do. That's I've watched bloody yeah. Instagram videos of five kilo babies being born. Like, and it doesn't mean that you have to be induced. No. And you are smart enough to know that if you're in labour and it's not going well, you go for a cesarean. Yeah, absolutely. You're not saying no to medical intervention. No, exactly. You're just saying let my body do what my body needs exactly. to do and then we make the decisions. Exactly. So, um, then we had an appointment at at 39 and 6. 39 and 5. We had an appointment with the <laughs> fucking obstetrician. And I And I remember you said, I don't want to go. I, was, I don't want to go. I I'm was, not going to go. I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not going to go. But you'd had a lot of pain. I'd had so much and pain. And you were already dilated. Yeah. A little well, bit. Well, no, so I didn't been know to, that yet. Oh. So this was my appointment at 39 and 5. I we drove over and I said to my husband, I really didn't think we were going to make it to this appointment. Like I really thought that we would have had the baby by now. When did you – when we had our pizza and painting night, how far along were you? 39 weeks? Yeah, I think think it it was the week before. Yeah, it was the Friday before. Yeah. And you (laughs) – we all had you having that baby that night. (laughs) You were in excruciating pain by the time you left, probably because we sat for so long on my shitty-ass chairs. And then when I got up, I was having Braxton Hicks. And yeah, I I had that for weeks. I had – these Braxton Hicks that were on yeah. and off, and I'm like, I'm in early labour. This is happening. Yeah, we're like, no. don't do it, Jess. <laughs> Pack your bag. <laughs> do not. Do you know? I have to say this. I sent Jess a text message at maybe about 38 weeks. I'm like, I actually can understand how yeah. you had a baby on the bathroom floor because that that was kind of running in the back of my head. I'd had days and days of pre labour, days and days of these stop start yeah. contractions, days and days of the. Could this be it? This is it. Oh, no, don't get your hopes up. It's probably not it. Yeah. And it's fucking exhausting, like t- mm-hmm. so draining. And I remember thinking, you know, that night I got home at like, what, 10, 30, yeah. 11 o'clock and it totally died off. I know. I messaged you and you're like, it's fine. I lied down. No pain. And it's gone. 
yeah. you're like, you you were practically on my floor. We were about to run the bath. I have a big corner spa bath. We're, Sarah's like, I'll run the bath. We'll birth you. Someone Google how to deliver a baby. <laughs> You've got five nurses here or six I, yeah, nurses yeah. here. Like, yeah. you'll be good. Yeah, like, it'll be fine. <laughs> we'll be your sister wives. We'll do this. Oh, <laughs> Someone call Mick. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, so I'd had a lot of that and I remember like, well, if that was it, I would kept telling myself that it was nothing because I didn't want to get my hopes up. But in the back mm. of my head. And so you could totally see why someone could explain that away. Yeah. And then suddenly having the urge to push. Like, yeah, I could definitely see how that happens, especially because of how my birth went. So <laughs> at 39 and 5, we have this appointment with the obstetrician. She and I said to her, an ultrasound can tell me I'm having a big baby, but I don't fully believe it because of its inaccuracies. But I would trust an experienced hand palpating the baby because they palpate the position mm-hmm. of the baby every time. Yeah, yeah. If you put your hands on me and tell me that you really believe that this baby is going to be big, then I will take your word for it. But I'm like, at this point, I'm not <laughs> totally convinced. convinced either because I looked in the mirror and didn't think I looked that much bigger than I, I didn't was I didn't think you Ollie. looked that much bigger either. And so I was like, whatever, it is what it is. So she put her hands on me and she goes, this baby going to be big. And I'm like, mm. Mm. how big though? So this is the mm. thing. So like, like, what's a big baby? I know. Someone tell me what a big baby is. So anyway, she's like, this baby is going to be big. I'm not telling you that you're not going to be able to birth it, but at some point there will be a baby that is too big for your body to birth. Uh. I'm like, well, that is not fucking helpful. None of this is helpful. But I'd done my research and I hadn't even considered a stretch and sweep. Yeah. I think because most of the people that I had spoken to, you're going to love this, most of the people I've ever spoken to in the last five years who've had stretch yeah. and sweeps, none of them have been successful. No, exactly. A lot of the time people, they're really because uncomfortable. You're not, re- you're not ready. Right. This is the thing. So you're really uncomfortable. They have a bit of bleeding, cramping, nothing else happens. Don't go into labour. Then on the Tuesday, so on the, this is when I had my appointment with the obstetrician. Yeah. On that morning, Ollie had dance and there were two girls sitting in the waiting room who've both got these little like babies less mm-hmm. than three or four months old. And they were like, just go and get a stretch and sweep. And I'm like, no, nah, fuck that. They don't work. Both of them had had stretch and sweeps with both of their babies and their babies were born the next day, right? Uh, and I'm like, whatever. I don't care. I'm not playing yeah. that game either. Anyway, I did all my research about stretch and sweeps. And I said to Mick that I'd get one. I'm like, I think if they tell me that this baby's going to be big and they're really concerned mm. and they and because my priority is to avoid an induction. Correct. I need to be in mm. the bath. I want to be able to be mobile while I'm mm-hmm. and and I do not want to be like forced into having an epidural because I feel like a lot of women who have an induction the pain is so much worse, mm-hmm. so much more intense that then they feel that they have no choice but to have an induction uh, an epidural. And if you're going to end up with possibly a shoulder dystocia, mm-hmm. come on, can I get your words out? So, sh- anyway, you know. What shoulder dystocia, yeah. If you have an epidural, it would be so much harder to push yes. through that when you can't feel it. I And I don't know, I never had to push, never had a, you know, but I had a, have had an epidural and couldn't feel my feet. Mm-hmm. And I... I can't imagine what it would be like knowing in the emergency birthing course the only thing I remembered is how to fix a shoulder distortion. Yes. Yeah, that's literally so, one of the only things that like I remember. Like you, you know, you, they, you need to push. Yes. So how would you do that with an epidural? Exactly. And I think for me I know that if my baby's going to be big, I need to be able to get into positions that are going to open yeah. my pelvis, right? Yeah. Open the pelvic inlet, open Which the pelvic outlet. Which you can't do if you can't Which you really can't do if you – no. And – 
So those were the priorities for me. Yeah. I want to birth this baby on my own, like naturally, with as little intervention as possible, as yeah. safely as possible. Obviously, if there are problems, and this is like what I'd been saying the whole time, there is a point where intervention is totally yeah. necessary. And I'm totally willing to accept that, but not not intervening before to prevent an intervention. That's not yeah. that's not my game. So anyway, like stretch and sweep. Okay, yes. Minimally, well, kind of invasive, but also the risks of any, like anything adverse happening is extremely low. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so there's a lot more benefit than there is risk. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go for a stretch and sweep if they're concerned that the baby's big. So we get there, baby's big. And I said, um, so, oh, well, the problem was, so I wasn't fully accepting of the stretch and sweep even at that point. And then mm. she took my blood pressure and it was high. And I'm like, yeah, because we've been talking about really stressful shit. Anyway, so she's like, you need to go and have a urine and a blood and blood's yeah. done. They're going to be urgent bloods, but they're busy around in maternity. So go around to pathology and then come back. Yeah. So I did. And then they held me there for a couple of hours to keep checking my blood pressure and it was fucking high. Yep. And then <laughs> the midwife who was looking after me, she was amazing. Um, I said, oh, um, are they, uh, are we going to do the stretch and sweep in here? And she's like, do you want to stretch and sweep? And the way she kind of like looked at me in my eyes, I burst oh, into tears, no. Kelly. I was like, I, I don't want it, but I feel like I should have it because I really want to avoid, avoid an induction. And I just cried. And she's like, it's okay. Like, she's like, they, they can work. They can work really, really well. Yeah. And um, she's like, but you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And so I just like spilled my guts to her. It was like mm. very emotional. She's incredible. I'm like, this is this is why midwifery is so important. Yeah. Like it's not just the helping people with their birth, yeah. it's like supporting them through their pregnancy as well. Um anyway, so I decided to go for the stretch and sweep. Was nowhere near as bad as what I thought it was gonna be, <laughs> but I think that's because my cervix was already very soft and it was already open. So it was yeah. already like three centimeters that dilated. Was so she pretty much was just irritating the membrane. Yeah. And she, so when she finished, she goes, You're gonna have this baby. It's like doing a little anal sphincter play around just to make people to shit. To make people poo. It's almost, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's just like, come on, little baby. She's Pretty just much. enticing him with like a little treat. I know. So I think what what they do is they, if for people who don't know, they push the membrane off the uterine yeah. wall, I think, and it's supposed to stimulate the prostaglandins to start labour happening. Yeah. So anyway, I went home and I'm like, I'm going to maximise the effectiveness of this stretch and sweep. Went home, bounced on that ball, gutter stomped a bit, did a bit of walking as much as I could with my pelvis the way it was and um, did a few like ball exercises, you know, did the old circles, the figure eights, all them. <laughs> anyway, went to bed and I think the whole time I was just feeling so deflated. No, your message to us was pretty depressing. Sad. Yeah. I just, I felt, I felt concerned that you were doing something you didn't want to do. But then I also knew that you're pretty, you were very empowered mm. at that point of your mm. pregnancy. Like yeah. you were like, fuck you. I was very determined to get what yeah. I wanted. <laughs> and there was just a little part of me that was just like, I pray to God when I message you in the morning. Cause we were all like, see you in the morning. I know. See, Can't wait to see that baby, baby in know. the morning. You Can't girls, wait for the picture. You guys were doing that for weeks. I know. But I think we all knew at that point that it was surely going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> So I was just like, I'm going to message you in the morning and then your message to us back was very funny. <laughs> so I can't even remember. So I um, 
Yeah, so I was feeling pretty deflated thinking that it may actually not work yeah. and I may be sitting there in three days still pregnant, which was pretty fucking terrifying. <laughs> and um, anyway, five o'clock in the morning I woke because I had like gush filled the bed with my waters <laughs> and it was disgusting. That's so gross. Well, that's what you said us. Thing? You my... said us the – I was like, where's the baby? The bed? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the sheets stripped, she's like – you were like, this happened at 5 a.m. Uh, <laughs> I was like, see you soon, baby. <laughs> uh, do you know what – want to know my favourite thing about that? I left that like that. Mick left that like that and my mother-in-law <laughs> – that's what they're there what for. What a fucking legend. Well, you got to go. I know. Mate. Gotta you got to go. go. you got 40 hours away. 40 hours. 40 minutes from the, you know, it's yeah, coming. Exactly. So anyway, we, waters broke, got up and had a shower, and then I went and woke Mick up, and I'm like, oh, I'm just letting you know, things are happening. Rang the hospital, and they're like, yeah, come in. They'd had no births for days and days. Oh, they they're like, come in, come desperate. in, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, like, my contractions were four minutes apart, but they were they were all right. Yeah. And they weren't getting that much stronger or longer. They were getting a bit stronger, but they weren't getting much longer. Yeah. So I was like, whatever. And um, we organised Ollie and everything and we're like, oh, we'll go over. So we went over. And they were they were getting um, a bit stronger, but, yeah, not not um, closer together and, and yeah. not longer. Anyway, so we head over. It's all okay, manageable. And then when I got out of the car... I walked maybe 150 metres to get into the hospital and, like, that walk nearly killed me. I don't know what the fuck was happening. Cause, and I guess in the back of my mind, I'm like, baby. 18 hours with Ollie I laboured, right? Yeah. From the time that my water broke to the time – and that was, like, my water broke and then I had contractions – to the time she was born, 18 hours. So they tell you that your second birth will probably take about half of that time, Right. So in the back of my mind, and then also I'm thinking about Jess and I'm thinking about my girlfriend, Al, who had both her babies in less than two hours. Like, yeah. And so I guess I'm thinking about all these people I know that their second babies They're haven't shot really. Yeah. yeah. My <laughs> cousin had her baby on the side of the road. Like yeah. she squatted by a tree. Like, <laughs> fucked. Anyway, so I'm thinking about all that. I'm like, we'll just go in. Ollie's settled. We'll just yeah, go right. get comfortable well go. Yeah. and just get into a zone and get yeah. it happening, right? So we get there about 8 o'clock in the morning and, um, I yeah, so that walk from the car to mm. into the hospital, I was like, whoa, yeah, things are going, yep, this is this is good. Get in, get settled, get cannulated because now I'm a PPH risk. Fucking 18-gauge cannula that took them two goes to get. Come on. 18-gauge. I'm like, really? Come on. Anyway. It's excessive. It, you, can, well, you can run anything through a 22. It, yes, thank you. <laughs> Mr. Steve. Yeah. Um, you, exactly. And that's the other thing that goes through my head. I'm like, do you know how quickly you can give blood into a 22? But yeah, anyway, I give blood into the 22 point. all the time. Yeah, exactly. But um, I mean, not, I guess not, I'm not squeezing it through. Yeah. I'm 90 <laughs> minutes. Like. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I guess have my groove and hold, get me cannula in. And then I'm like, I don't know, it's been probably two hours. I'm like, oh, can we start filling the bath? Because I know it takes fucking two hours to fill yeah. that bath. It's huge. <laughs> Start filling the bath and they get the gas ready and I'm like, oh, yeah, things are gone. Then I get in the bath and it dies. Like, uh, it's like two or three contractions in 10 it. minutes. Did, um, have you had any VEs or anything at this point? No, no nothing. So oh, the midwife great. You know, oh, she said, good. she goes, I'm not, um, I'm not into asking you if you want pain relief. Oh. <laughs> okay. She goes, yep. 
You'll let me know if you want something, surely. Yeah, damn sure I will. Set, I'll be yeah, like, no the fucking Bethany? <laughs> <laughs> and then um, and I said to Mick, I'm surprised I haven't had any VEs. And he goes, oh, well, you know things, how things are going and they yeah. probably know how things are going. He's like, I'll give you a VE. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because his, his, so when I asked him a few weeks before the birth, I said, how are you feeling about the birth? He goes, yeah, good. But if they tell me to sleep, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> You're like, it's not about you. I'm like, is that your priority in that moment? Like, so I got so mad at reflections Of all the reflections on the birth with Ollie, your biggest disappointment is that you didn't get to sleep. In 18 hours. Do you know how hard that would have been for him? Oh, fucking hell. But it's just so funny because I'm like, so... So no worries about the birth. <laughs> like, you just want to make sure you've napped. Nap. A good night. Have a good anyway. nap. Pretty funny. <laughs> Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way to enurse.com.au because every nurse needs enurse. We need accessories, we need scrubs, we need footwear, we need equipment. So if you have a nurse in your life, why don't you head to enurse.com.au and have a look at their range of accessories with fob watches, coffee mugs because we all need a travel coffee mug, utility pouches to keep those scissors, pens and educational cards in and of course Christmas scrubs. Fun scrub Fridays aren't fun scrubs unless you've got your Christmas scrubs. So head to enurse.com.au and check them out. Don't forget our code, Humorous Nurses, for 10% off. Yeah, so, oh, and, and we've contacted, this time I actually remembered to contact my student, oh, April. I was, I was literally just yeah. about to ask, was April there? <laughs> so yeah. I did I did contact her and um, she came in and then when things kind of started dying off, I'm looking at April like, I'm sorry. I feel like I've wasted your time. I don't know what's going yeah. on here. And I think I, it was probably a couple of things, but the first thing I kept thinking was, when I was in the bath, I'm like, I feel like I need to get out to get things going, right? Because I remembered with Ollie getting in the shower sent me through the roof. Like it was, it it really um, sort of made things move a bit quicker and made yeah. the labour more intensive. And um, anyway, so I got out and I went and laid on the bed just like on my side and it all just kind of went away. And the midwife was like, do you want to go home? And I'm like, it's no. fucking 12 o'clock now, right? And things are fizzling in and out, like off and on, yeah. not much happening. Three contractions in 10 minutes, like have, if pretty you have manageable. If you drive down that bumpy Chuka road, I'm going to be in labour before I get home. <laughs> so then I was like, <laughs> no. And in my head I'm going, no, bitch, because this is going to fucking happen. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to push him out whether he wants it or not. But I think because I had, you know, I'd done so much work before, like with Ollie, Mental work on the bed. And then again this time, like, really honing in on getting into a meditative state, really, like, focusing on relaxing because the more you relax, the more oxytocin can flow, the better your contractions can be, all that shit. But I think I was so just – I was trying too hard. Yeah. (laughs) And my body was like, you're a dumbass. So anyway, she's like, do you want to go home? I was like, no. But I said, like, to my student, April, if you've got shit to do down the street, like, you go and do it and I'll message you if things change so she yeah. left and I said I'm just gonna go for a walk because that walk from the car into yeah. the hospital made me feel like I was gonna have a baby within an hour so I'm just gonna go for a walk so this is 12 o'clock I go for a walk within 10 minutes so we walked literally like outside the hospital to the old emergency entrance and I was like 
Mick, we gotta go back. I like couldn't breathe through my contractions. Uh. They were so painful. So I'm like, we need to get back. Cause and sh- then I get back. I'm like, I'm like over the ball moaning. Michael calls it summoning the ghosts. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because I can hear myself doing it when I'm in labor, but I, I can't stop it. Like, yeah, it's not no. like, it's not like, and I don't want to stop it either. I'm like, still so no. good. This is yeah. literally what I do. And then, you know, if I feel myself, because my brain is like, you need to relax. And yeah. they say, they say there's like, um, a connection between your vocal cords yeah. and your pelvic floor. Oh, Have you heard about that? No. Because they've got the, it's some like, I don't know, it's a bit woo woo. I don't know if it's real, but, um, actually haven't done enough research about that one. But they say that um, if you open your vocal cords, so by opening your vocal cords, making that like really low pitch yeah. sound, um, it's like makes a connection to your pelvic floor, which then te- like sh- makes it open somehow. Mm. Well, it's possible. Anyway, yeah, it's like a, I don't know, some sort of mind-body yeah. yep. connection, I guess. Anyways, and then also... Or your chakras maybe. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then also like when... The whole, like, I guess for me, the preparation of birth was like, I need to allow myself to open and relax mm-hmm. and be calm to promote that oxytocin flow and really like, because oxytocin is the birth hormone, like it yeah. helps your uterus contract effectively and it's like good for you and good for the baby and whatever. It also helps your labor progress. And um, the enemy of oxytocin is like cortisol, like the stress yeah, yeah. hormones. So and adrenaline. Yeah. So then, as soon as and but pain causes cortisol, cortisol and, and adrenaline. adrenaline. <laughs> so so I guess when I'm having but a does contraction, does increased oxytocin help reduce? I would pain? think so. So and that's so if why, you could stay calm, you could reduce pain. Yes. But, so that's why they say that doing hypnobirthing and calm birthing, you can have a pain-free birth. Because so this makes me want to have another baby oh, just so I can go through it. But so I absolutely cool. do not want to go through so, it or have another baby. <laughs> so when um when I'm making that summoning the ghost sound, mm. if I hear my – if with the pain, my voice will go up. So uh, like yeah. with the stress, so I'm going – and then I force myself to bring it down. So this whole time I must sound like I'm doing this. Really? Because every time I feel myself getting that stress sound happening, then I force myself to bring it back down. Anyway, so here I am summoning the ghost. And um, then it got too much. Like I wasn't coping. I was using the gas wasn't coping I'm like now I think I can get into the bath and that things will keep going yeah so I'd been back about half an hour and my midwife rocks up and she goes oh you're back and I'm like <laughs> like over this ball <laughs> mooing and she's mooing. like she's like oh this is good this is what we yeah. want you know and she was saying that she thought that the baby's head just probably wasn't applied to the cervix properly oh, and that's why you won't progress. Yeah. And she said that walks probably just got him right in the right position Yeah, and now things will happen. Yeah. And so then while I'm over the ball, she goes and gets a bluey and puts it between my legs. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, am I about to have this baby? It's been half an hour of like established labor. Yeah. Anyway. She must have realised that she couldn't see anything, so it was okay. But she was, like, opening cupboards and opening packets of shit. I'm like, I think she thinks this baby's coming. Yeah, you were very convincing with your mooing Well, there was a minute there where I felt pressure in, and they say when you feel pressure in your butthole, then then they think the baby's going to come. And there was a moment of pressure there, but then it went away. 
So anyway, I got in the bath and then things started really ramping up. You're going to love this. This is my favourite part of my whole first. <laughs> so. Did you shit in the bath? No, so much oh. better. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like full-blown meditating, right? I'm like in the bath on all fours. Like I've kind of got my head down on the side of the if bath. If you have another baby, I need to be present. I we s- need yeah. to do this. <laughs> As a right? No, I just be like commentating. <laughs> so I'm like full blown meditating, and Mick's like tickling my back or something. I don't know. And I've got the breath work going. I've got my meditation tracks going <laughs> that I've listened to a thousand times, mind yeah. you. Right. Then all of a sudden, I feel like I'm leaving my body. Right. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, this is the moment I die. Oh, no, that's what. <laughs> so, no, no joke. Then all I can hear is Bridget Tyler, "Thank you, built to birth" meditation tracks. All I can hear is her saying, "Like it." Oh, it just it gives me the creeps. She in some of the tracks, it's like, um, "Every breath brings me closer to my baby," and every time she says a statement like that, I feel myself getting further and further away from my body. Right. Then suddenly everything goes black and all I hear her say is, I'm about to meet my baby. And I look up and I go, I'm going to pass out. No one does anything. I roll over and I go, I'm going to pass out. Then I look up and I see April go to press staff assist. And I look at her and I go, press emergency. And then I pass out. What the fuck? What the fuck? So, I love how you're still giving instructions. You're about to literally drown in a bathtub and you're like, push the emergency button, April. Jesus. I can literally feel people holding me up out of the bath. And I open my eyes and I look at the midwife. Like, um, meditate the fuck out of that birth. Seriously. I look at her and I go, so all these nurses come running. And do you know what? I look up and there's fucking overhead tracking above the bath. And I was like, I'm all right. <laughs> I will not be wasting out of this <laughs> <laughs> The fear, the fear of being naked hoisted out of this bath by six people <laughs> was enough. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Legs wide open, pregnant, going, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Dripping water everywhere like a little whale being hoisted back Honestly, into the ocean. that was enough. I, was lit- I felt myself like forcing my eyes open. And so then she goes, she goes, oh I think we might turn the gas down. Do you- <laughs> Maybe put on something other than meditative tracks. <laughs> like, do you know what? Are you okay? Did you just drop your blood pressure? I don't I have no fucking idea what happened. They think oh. I just went bit hard on the gas, which oh. I'm like, oh, I don't know. My cheeks hurt so much. I'm re- sorry I, I laughed at that. <laughs> no, that was so really funny, funny isn't it? <laughs> um, and it still, like, it was funny to me imminently, like, um, <laughs> imminently. <laughs> it was immediately is the word I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then, uh, I said to Mick, what happened? He goes, I don't know, but I was watching you thinking, fuck, she is nailing this. <laughs> Me, I had no idea what's going on. He's like, look how calm she is. Yes, you go, literally. girl, you go. I love Little this. Did you know like I was it. leaving my body <laughs> thinking I'm going to die. Literally, while I'm like 
I don't know. It was like, I feel like it was a combination of like mm. deep, deep meditation yeah. plus getting high. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you have like ayahuasca or something. You what? know, when, when if you go and have ayahuasca, that, I don't know what that hit, is. No, like it's like a um, psychedelic, Oh, but it's a natural plant that you can have. Like magic mushrooms. But it, yeah, but like way stronger. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Gwyneth um, Paltrow oh, did it. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> explains everything. South, Afri- South America somewhere. Um, yeah, very funny. So, yeah, anyway, then uh, Lockie's heart rate. Accelerates too oh, much. Of course he does. He's like, you're like, calm the fuck down, mate. So they're like, we have to get you out of the bath. You've got to be monitored. Oh, it's like, fuck this. Everything. I was just really getting into it. I mean, I almost drowned, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy here. <laughs> How do they keep the bath warm? Uh, they just keep putting hot water in it. Uh, okay. like, and I'm talking boiling fucking hot water. Yeah, I reckon because I need, need it. It used hot. to have like a thermal heating, like, I think it has like a, uh, a self heating thing, but it didn't, it doesn't work. And it, Obviously, they have no intention of getting it fixed because in the no. two and a half years between my babies, it's still, still not working. working yeah. <laughs> um, so now they have like a hot tap that comes oh, out of the wall. Anyway. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, get out of the bath and get on the bed. And I hated that. Like, I, I yeah. I, yeah, just wasn't comfortable. Like, I was lying on my side. No, I was lying on my back. And then every contraction was fucking agony with those bloody mm. elastic belts on you. Yeah. And then... Um, I rolled onto my side and I could tell that things were getting like they they were moving along and it was now about two o'clock. And had you had a VE at this point? Oh, so I had a VE before I went for a walk. Oh, yeah. And I was five centimetres. And I was like, that's annoying. Yeah. (laughs) But I was like, I was fucking three centimetres yesterday. So all you're telling me is in 24 hours, I've dilated another two centimetres. But... I didn't sort of care that much about it because yeah. I know that with your second baby, just it can just die yeah. like really quickly. Um, but yeah, so things were intensifying on the bed, and um, she goes, "If you feel like you need to push, you just go and push." And I was like, "I don't want to be on my back." And she was like, "Well, move." Meanwhile, <laughs> oh. <laughs> she was like, "Well, move." She was great. Um, she was like, "You can move." So I just. And I could tell, like, while I was lying on my side, I was having that um, involuntary ejection reflex. Like, at the very end of a contraction, my body would go, like, and all my muscles in my abdomen and my uterus would contract. So then I knew that it was, like, time to push, so rolled over. Do you know the weirdest thing about this whole birth compared to Ollie's was, like, Ollie's, about halfway through, I was fucking desperate for it to be over, right? Yeah. And I was, like, begging them for pain relief, with every contraction yeah. and then I would renege when the yeah. contraction would go away. <laughs> and I think because during Ollie's birth, the possibility of an epidural was just hanging there, yeah. right? And I was like, at any moment I can tap out. At any moment I can yeah. just say no more thanks and um, and I can mean it and then the pain will go yeah. away. This time it didn't even occur to me that I could have an epidural. It yeah. didn't even occur to me to have pain relief other than the gas. Like it was not even anywhere on yeah. the radar. So, which I think was so cool because yeah. I really I wasn't you looking for someone for to help it. me, yeah. and I think it was because I really knew that I could do it this time. Mm. Whereas last time, you're always kind of like, I know I can do it, but I might. Do not. I need to? Do yeah. I have to? <laughs> and maybe I won't. Yeah, and then like, I'll have to. I know I can, but why would I want to? Yeah. Kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. But also, like realistically, lots of women can't and no. and need to have intervention, and that's fine too. Exactly, and yeah. that's like that's a good fifty percent of first oh, time yeah. births need need some help. Which yeah. and uh, so I was aware of that with Ollie, but 
um, still very determined as I do. But this time it was just like, I'm, no, it wasn't even yeah. it wasn't even there in my mind at all. And um, anyway, so I rolled over onto all fours and um, Mick was at the head of the bed sort of like, I don't know, patting me like an animal, and um, which I find really, re- like, really soothing. I do. I would be so pissed. I love I'd be it. Like, Stop fucking touching nah, me. No, nah, no, needed it. And um, needed it. And oh, how's this? So at some point during the pushing, I yell, "I can do this!" <laughs> of course you do. And everyone in the room roars, <laughs> "Yeah, you can! You got this! You're doing it!" So fucking good. It was like a little a little celebration. Like it kept me going. It was so good. So it's weird. So funny. It's so it theatrical so of you. I know. So strange. It was great though. It was like a fun little moment. Oh my god. And just everyone's reaction. I just I didn't think I I just needed to get it out. Like because yeah. I was like, I believe this. And everyone else was like, fuck yeah! yeah. Like, everyone else was there with me. It was so good. And um <laughs> Mick telling me I'm doing a good job. Anyway, head come out, fuck hurt, right? Yeah. And then my contractions stopped working. So his head came out and they're like, okay, come on. And I'm like, there's nothing there. Nothing's. So I pushed a few times like onto what I thought was a contraction. Because like, I don't know, for anyone who hasn't had contractions or hasn't had a birth it's like your uterus like goes hard as a rock and you feel it get really really tight and that's what you kind of like push onto to make it work right and this time it was like the contraction would come and then if I tried to push it just disappear and I was like I need to move right my body was like move so I put one leg up and like got onto one knee and one foot like I was with Ollie and the same thing happened, nothing happened. And they're like, we need to move you. And I was like, holy fuck, this is my nightmare. Yeah, this is exactly, this is exactly what you don't want. This is exactly what yeah. I was trying to avoid. And I knew that the next step was going to be McRoberts. So flat on, so onto yeah. my back and that the midwives would push force my back. knees right up to my shoulders yeah. and that I would have to push. If that didn't work, I knew that it was like cesarean battle stations. Well, no, it would be like push down. It Someone would be would they be either you. try and get one of his arms out to get yeah. him out or break his collarbones to try to get him out yeah, or break his humerus, whatever they could do to get him out, which scares me because babies can have like lifelong injuries. From Correct. Him. And that's why, yeah. that was why I had the stretch and sweep in the first I place. Because I'm like, if I wait until 41 weeks, that's like right. I wanted to, yeah. or 41 and three, whatever, I, I could be birthing him. Ten and a half pound baby, and it may not come out. Yeah, and that, so that was like the fear, the worry, I guess. Yeah, in the, not so much the fear, but the worry. So anyway, they get me onto my back, and they were brilliant. Like I'll say, my birth plan literally said, "Don't fucking touch me." Like, yeah, almost in those words. Like, I think you let, showed us a picture of it. Yeah, <laughs> it was like it's highlighted. No one is to touch it. me. I think because when you when you go, I felt like. I think you said without explicit consent. Yeah. Like I reckon you wrote those I words. Did. I said yeah. like no one's to manipulate the baby while I'm pushing without explicit consent. And it was also like I didn't want anyone basically putting their fingers and shit inside yeah, me. Yeah, for sure. To try to get this baby out before we knew that it was stuck. Yeah. Because I had 
in this podcast, like they talked a lot about, they did a whole thing on shoulder dystocia. And they said that in the hospital system, if they if they see that there's like a certain word for it, I can't remember what it, what it is. If the baby's going to be big, um, then it already puts the fear into the team. So they're already going to have people on standby ready to intervene mm. before it's a true dystocia. Yeah. So I guess I had that in my head that it's like if somebody walks in with chest pain and they've got a long cardiac history. Well, you're going to whack in an 18 gauge and take a fuckload of bloods and you're going to do more things than you maybe are necessary. Yeah. They might just have reflux, right? So yeah. it's like yeah. – I might just need a pink lady. Exactly. <laughs> so I guess – in my head, I wanted to kind of protect myself and the baby in case the medical system wanted to have its way with us before it was actually necessary. Yeah. So, um, they the the team was brilliant. Like, I was, I think probably I went into this birth really defensive. Like, yeah. And I didn't want to be like that. Yeah. But while I was pushing, I could feel people, and like while his head was out, I could feel people doing things down there, and I would literally be like, "Who's touching me?" Why are you touching me? Like I was getting kind of aggro yeah. towards the end. But they were great and they were like, it's just April. She's just putting um, pressure. perineal pressure yeah. so that you don't tear. And like that explanation was, was great. All you needed. That was yeah. all I needed. And I was like, fine, fine, fine. And then later again, who's touching me? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was fine. Like it it all went well. And Mick said, he's like, um, you could tell that they respected you and your body yeah. by the way that they spoke to you. You just needed an explanation. That's all, exactly. Yeah. Or just say, hey, I'm just doing this. And then they, they were better all at about that communication. As, yeah. And because um, nothing worse when you're on all fours and there's three people standing behind you and you can feel somebody with their fucking fingers inside yeah. you. Um, anyway, so then I got onto my back. They got me into McRoberts and within one or two pushes he came out, thankfully. So not a Was true – painful? Mm, not any more so than Ollie's birth. Mm, yeah. That's good. Um, And because it was quicker, I think that's the thing too, because I knew – so my transition was so much quicker. I think I transitioned with Ollie for like six fucking hours. Yeah. And it was agony. And the transition – your dog farted. Jeez. <laughs> 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 oh. He didn't even – he hasn't even flinched. Said his name and he's like not even moved an ear. Um, he's gross. And the transition with Lockie was so much quicker. So I think because things were moving quicker, it was easier for me to adjust to them and then mentally be like, "This, hey, this is fucking going to be over in two yeah, seconds. That's like, right. I think yeah. when you can see the end, it's not yeah. a big deal. Oh, diesel. Yes, okay. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so don't be off to towards Sorry. me, you fucker. <laughs> so they put him on my chest. And then they look at him and they're like, we got to take him. So, and I could tell he just looked like this big, like, puffy thing that wasn't really doing anything. <laughs> so they took him over and um, did a bit of near puff, a bit of mm-hmm. resus or something on him. And I think I wasn't even worried. I was like, ah, it happens all the time. Uh. I literally did not even affect me at all. And I think that made Mick really calm because he wasn't worried either because yeah. I wasn't worried. And he yeah. said, no one was in a flat. He's like, no, were they, he's like everyone looked like they've been doing this every day. And I'm like, well, they might because lots of babies are born in a hurry and, and it's just that he was a bit don't stressed. Don't get all the shit out of them and yeah, exactly. you know, don't get to have that full proper breath. or Yeah. So that's pretty much exactly what happened. That went on for a couple Plus of Plus his boy. He's always be a bit lazy. Yeah, well. Need a bit of hand. <laughs> fucking mothering already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, so anyway, he come good and then I got to have a bit of skin to skin and 
I the delivery of the placenta is like it's just like you've had this awesome birth and then someone takes a giant turd on your chest. That's literally like how I feel about birthing the placenta. It's fucking shit. It's horrible. Mm. It feels gross. No one talks about that. No one talks about it. And I'll tell you why. Because it's wrong. Whatever happens with the placenta, I don't know enough about it. Why can't it just dissolve in there? <laughs> Why do you have That's to be? a way bigger question Baby than I'm willing to answer. Baby should just be born holding it. Yes. Like, take your suitcase <laughs> with you and get the fuck out of there. <laughs> exactly. So <clears throat> the baby's born, they cut the cord, and then it's like the midwives start looking at the clock. And you can see that they feel, based on evidence and hospital policy, that this placenta's got to come out in a certain time frame. But if you physiologically frame. just let it come out, how long will it take? Well, some people, I've read that some women, it can take days. Although those, that, these women get that infections. That lotus thing. Yeah, lotus yeah. birth. When, yeah. So there's, there's a few, I don't, I don't know, this is definitely not scientific, but I do know that some people can have a physiological placental birth and have no complications. Yeah. But for some reason, people have, people have studied it. Yeah. And physiological birth has higher instance of postpartum hemorrhage. Yeah, okay. But that's but probably so does them too. yanking it out. Yeah. So then <laughs> there's like other things that they do. So they're supposed to put fundal pressure. There's yeah. a difference between fundal pressure and fundal massage. Yeah. Fundal massage is basically digging a fist into you yeah. and like rolling it around to try to get the yeah. um uterus down. And then fundal pressure is just to like feel for tone yeah. and to help it occlude the wound that the placenta leaves. I believe this is correct me if I'm wrong, people. Um, with Ollie, I wanted to have a physiological birth, but the I mean placental birth. Yeah. But the problem is, you birth the baby, and then it's like they are in a hurry to get the placenta out, and they're inspecting you for tears, mm. like with giant. Dry swabs, jumbo swabs. Yeah. And it's like what part of this is supposed to be – like you're literally supposed to treat the birth of the placenta like you're still in birth, like trying to relax, trying to promote that oxytocin. Yeah. You do get these afterbirth pains that are your body's response to expel the yeah. um, the placenta, which also feels like another seven-pound gooey baby. Yeah. Like I don't – the whole thing is kind of – it. Takes the shine off yep. the a good birth, in my opinion. Yeah. For me, it did anyway because I had two great births, and the, then the first time delivering the placenta, I was like, "Why? Why are they pulling this out of me? Like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, and why am I getting a jab in the thigh of oxytocin? Like, surely yeah. my body is producing oxytocin. Like, I it was all very confusing. And this time I did get educated about it and I'd written some pretty specific things in my birth plan, which I knew, again, they probably weren't going to go to plan. But I thought that gravity might help me. So I, I wanted to birth him and then kind of get up and rest a little bit and let the placenta do its thing. But because I had a risk of PPH, mm. postpartum hemorrhage, they weren't that keen on that plan. Yeah. So... When he was born, they were like, do you want to get up? And to be honest, I was fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, not right now. No. <laughs> and then um, the funny thing was during the, like, delivery of the placenta, they, like, push on my belly and then put some traction on the cord. They had explained why they were doing that. 
That was mostly because it was hospital policy and probably because the evidence says that those two things can reduce the chance of postpartum hemorrhage. I'm assuming. And um, then while they're doing it, I'm like, okay, enough. (laughs) (laughs) And I just stop. And Mick's looking at me and I'm like, fuck, that hurts. I'm like, okay, go again. Like I literally mm-hmm. was just like dictating the whole time because I'm like, this fucking hurts. Yeah. I've just birthed this enormous baby yeah. out of me. <laughs> I'm like, and now you want to push on the thing. Like it's yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. It's like imagine doing like 5,000 squats and then somebody wants to get both their fists and just push them into your thighs and quads. Like that's like yeah, that's literally how you feel. Like your muscles are killing and they're exhausted. And then also, like, your vagina fucking hurts. Yeah. And they're pulling this thing and, they, and then you give out, like, this big, like, water balloon comes out of you. I don't mm. know. It's all fucking gross. And then you're, like, laying in. <laughs> See, the birth fucking is great. Gross. The birth is brilliant. And then the placenta comes out and it's like, wah, 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 <laughs> as it comes out. Like a big squish sound. And then. um, Your own squish mellow. And then you just feel like blood. Uh, gushing gooey and you feel it like trickling down your ass crack because you're just laying there on the bed <laughs> waiting for someone to give you your baby or like just laying there with this baby laying on you look like half asleep and you're like oh great I really wanted to have a shower yeah someone take the baby yeah so after like a bit I've had enough now yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we did skin to skin for a while and I tried to feed a little bit but he really wasn't that interested so then I was like Mick have this child I'm gonna have a shower yeah and um but it's funny because when they weighed him, so after I had my shower and stuff, they're like, did we find out how big he was? I'm like, no. And they're like, does anyone want to have a guess? Mm, what I'm was like, your guess? So I guessed 4.4 kilos. Yeah. And one. So I guessed last, right? Yeah. All the midwives are like, 4.8. One of the midwives says 5. Oh, come Michael on. Michael says 4.9. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you joking? Like he did look big. He was real puffy when he was Yeah, born. they're always puffy, know, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. And um, well, they've been floating around in fluids for like they're like waterlogged. Yeah. <laughs> been in the they're bath like, too long. They're like um, <laughs> dead bodies when they yeah. you know, they get bloated, in, water yeah, bloated. bloated. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's so insensitive. <laughs> Sorry, um, we're gonna get in trouble again for yeah, that. I know. <laughs> so glad we're not professionally produced. We would be filtered anyway. Um. So then I guess 4.4 because I'm like, fuck you guys. My baby's not that, that big. big. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, that big. It was 4.4. Oh. I know. So that's nine pound eight for that's anyone. fucking big. That's a big baby. <laughs> and um, Amelia was one kilo. I'll get fucked. <laughs> so Ollie was three and a half she kilos. And he's nearly four and a half kilos. <laughs> and he still looks a little. He is. He is. So because I mean, he's, he's a little. He's only... Just over his birth weight now because he weirdly he um he dropped an okay amount of weight like they normally drop yeah, a bit of weight and the then fluid. they come back up yeah fluid loss <laughs> um but then we had our two week check and he's been feeding like a freaking monster although he does have really long periods overnight of like six hours which Good. I'm, I'm not mad about no. but then they're like he hasn't gained enough weight I'm like, get oh, go away he's first fine. of all you're telling me he's too big now you're telling right. me he's not gaining weight he's right. feeding he's eating he's sleeping i know piss off like good wet nappy i'm never coming so, back to a child health nurse listen, hey, i did one visit and was like fuck this this is I, you're shaming me and my young baby it's so bizarre the maternal and child health nurse world and oh, I and don't. i 
I, you know, if anyone's a maternal and child health nurse out there, I'm prove sorry. Prove yeah, us wrong. Please prove wrong. us wrong. My maternal and child health nurse said to me, so I was like, oh, he's having really good wet nappies. Like, I'm really not concerned about yeah. his feeding. We're feeding really, really well. Yeah. Um, he feeds regularly, like three to four hourly in the day. I'm not worried. And she goes, so you're feeding for hydration. Now we need to feed for weight gain. No. Go like, what away. What the fuck does that even mean? Like, that was literally what she left me with. Oh. And I'm like, I ain't playing this game. I need to either. find a child health podcast that suits my needs and fuck you off. Yeah, well, maybe. I can you weigh do. my own baby. <laughs> I can weigh oh. my own baby. Exactly. I have apps now. I can and plug it I into mean, the app, find out where well, he's at. He's not. Settled. He is. And he's like, babies that are hungry are not settled. He's Your so, baby is like settled. I'm like, this child sleeps. Like, yeah, he was a bit jaundiced in the beginning, so that yeah, got me I mean, a few days of nice, peaceful newborn. <laughs> but um, he was like, we fed it out of him. They say feed frequently, fed frequently, not jaundiced anymore. Looks well, eating and drinking. I mean, you know, drinking, yeah. peeing, sleeping, content, baby. Oh, I'm not negligent. It's no. so weird. And so then they made me do another check at three weeks. So she came to the house to weigh him and she goes, oh, well. He's put on an average amount of weight. Yeah, like good. Thank you. See so, you, but she, you know what she'll do? She, she says, he's put on this much. And I go, is that good? Is that bad? Is this the one that will tell you that he's got a cow's milk allergy Oh, she's already weeks? floated that one. Oh, and she told me bit. that she's seen, oh, 11, she's seen 11 gastroenterologists oh, in her life. And I thought you are she predicting. Has. Yeah. 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 She's literally told everyone that we know that they have cow's, milk, they have protein cow's milk protein allergy. I told her that he spews a little bit, but that Ollie used to spew when I'd have tomatoes. So maybe he's got a trigger as well. She was like, have you reduced your dairy intake? I was You're like, like no, why? Why would I? I need all that caffeine. I need all that. Yeah, that's all, <laughs> I said literally the only dairy I drink is in coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Like. And I will not be reducing that. And she's like, mm, is that decaf? <laughs> Fuck decaf, mate. Although I did read that caffeine gets gets um through the breast milk and that it can build up in babies. And I'm like, oh. doesn't make any friggin' sense. This kid sleeps all the time. <laughs> what? Oh, we started drinking the barley coffee that you got us, by the way. Thanks. Oh, yeah. it's nice. Mm, it's good. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> wow. But I'll tell you, so. So, it's cliff notes, you almost drowned in a bath. You meditated to perfection because mm. you almost Nailed drowned. Mm. And then you <coughs> almost. Don't meditate in the bath. <laughs> Whilst like in labour. When you listen to like the sleeping podcast yeah. and they're like, do not <laughs> do this driving. This. Yeah, while well, you're operating machine. <laughs> do you always think that when things say, um, this is like a little side quest, operating heavy machinery, do you just think forklift? But in reality, you're probably talking about a car. Um, you know, like on drugs where it says, yeah, yeah. caution with use with like heavy machinery. heavy machinery. It's because they always have a picture of like an excavator or something. Well, I just think, <laughs> I immediately just think forklift. Yeah. But they're probably just talking about a car. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd drive a forklift high before I drive 100%. a car <laughs> Anyway. Um, <laughs> not the side note. No. Um, weirdly, I had less tears. Like With this big so baby. So I had two tiny, tiny little tears. That McRoberts manoeuvre just – maybe everyone should just get it. No. Open you up definitely nice not. and wipe. Definitely Spit not. it out. No, Sneeze. But he definitely didn't squirt out like Ollie did. He didn't shoot out. And that yeah, was the but other that's thing. that's because like, he was fucking 10 pounds. Well, yeah. So nearly 10 pounds, yeah. So then um, a couple of funny things actually. was a big baby. Did you go back and tell them, oh, yeah, you were right. 
Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Hang on. I'll get to that. So, um, weirdly, so I remember after after I had, oh, and I only lost 180 mils of blood. Yes. With Lachlan. So, Good work. Um, yeah, I was really happy about that. But they wouldn't take my cannula out till oh. like nearly 24 hours after I would have just. T- I would have just been like, oh, I hooked it on a towel, soz. No, because it uh, – <laughs> Looking up to me, she would have known that I no, fucked with it accidentally. Um, no, anyway, I was not. No, I wasn't going to be that patient because I'm like, I see this girl in town all the time. <laughs> um, what else? So yeah, with Ollie, I remember going up to the nurses' station, being like, "Is it normal to feel like you've been run over?" And they're <laughs> yes. like, "Yeah." And you could just see them looking at me like, oh, first time, mum, so cute. <laughs> and this time I was like, is that kid, like, did that, did that happen? Is he not in me anymore? I'm like, <laughs> I knew he wasn't in me. I was fucking free, mate. I could move. <laughs> From the moment he was born, I like shot out of that bed, walked myself to the shower. Like it was great. Um, God, hormones are fucking crazy. Crazy. <laughs> also, I think he was putting pressure on a lot of shit because yeah. something I failed to mention is that probably for the last two weeks of my pregnancy, anytime I got in a certain position in bed, my entire left leg would go numb. Uh, and um, My entire left leg goes numb most days. Oh, well, you're just It's like anomaly. a sciatic nerve or Well, something. this is, yeah, so I'm pretty yeah. sure he is like pressing on nerves and stuff yeah. because he was a decent size, I'm sure. Oh, really, and, was he? <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure that he was pressing on things he wasn't supposed to. But, um, yeah, had a bit of, what, paresthesia towards the end. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was funny because I was like desperate to get out and the midwives were like, oh, we haven't had a birth in a while. Um, so like we're in no us. hurry to get yeah. rid of you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, I mean, I've got a two-year-old at home. Like I probably should – she'll lose her shit if I have two nights away. Like I probably should go home. And they're like, well, you just take your time making up your mind. I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm going to go home. <laughs> they're like, it might take us a while to get the paperwork together. You're like, like hurry the fuck out. up. <laughs> you got nothing else to do. There's no babies here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was fine. They were great. Um, the food was shit, but. No. Oh, but. Um, Uber eats it. I nearly did. I nearly ordered a Domino's because they're across the road. <laughs> um, but no, I just. Just put up with it, mm. but um, yeah, it was it was really liberating. I felt like as soon as he was born, I could move. Occasionally, I still get a little bit stiff. Like I think it'll take a little bit for my body to fully get used to him not being in there. But um, well, it's been great. I just yawned. Sorry, that was rude of me. <laughs> Keeping you up, Emma? Uh, yeah, well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the midwives the next day, I said something. What did I say to her? Oh, I can't remember. I said something and she goes, well, you did birth a small toddler. <laughs> You're like, oh. I'm like, he's not that stop, big. Stop body shaming my baby. I know. <laughs> so funny. Do, Do you know, know when that when that midwife, t- when that child health nurse told you that he wasn't gaining enough weight, you should have said everyone else told me he was too big when he was born. <laughs> so I just made him lose weight. I just put him on a weight loss plan. Did it work? Oh, my God. should have said that. Do you know that actually? It's good to say in hindsight, isn't it? Weirdly, because like we've talked about, probably we've talked about this on the, on the podcast before, but like about, you know, body image shit and, and baggage that, that I carry, you know, as a mum now and – my relationship with my mum was full of body shaming yeah. and full of restrictive diets and bullshit. And so I, ch- I elected not to put his weight 
when I announced his yeah, birth. Yeah, I noticed well. that. Yeah. Because the first thing, and yeah, I love my dad to death. Big baby. His first comment was, did he rip you in half? I mean, I'm pretty sure one of my first comments was, how's your vagina? Yeah, with, <laughs> I, mean, that, I mean, and I know that that comes from love. <laughs> But I could just see yeah. people going, whoa, big baby. Oh, what a big yeah. boy. Oh, he's going to be a booby monster. Whatever. Like, yeah. I just couldn't be fucked dealing yeah. with people's perception of like, yes, okay, big baby. But in my mind. Also normal. Also normal. Completely normal. Totally within the realm of normal. Yeah. So, I mean, different if I had a 13-pounder, yeah, big baby. Yeah, nine that's Nine-pound right. is still totally nine-pound eight. Normal. Totally normal. Yeah. I was eight and a half pound. The difference between him and Ollie is less than – is 900 grams. Wow. When you put it like that. Yeah. Not a big difference. Nah. So, in the grand scheme. Yeah. And, like, it took her three weeks to get into newborn clothes because she was born into five zeros yeah. and he was in newborn straight away. Yeah. He probably could have – just fitted into a tiny baby suit. Yeah. But really not No. Not well, huge. He, no. So he fitted into newborn for a reason, because he was a newborn. Newborn. Yeah. Leave the kid alone. Leave the what? Kid. Oh. Did I not say that? I sound like you said kid. Oh. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I didn't want people's like I get I guess perceptions of No. Of and huge that's fair enough. To yeah. to impede on my beautiful newborn bubble. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, he's gorgeous. He is gorgeous. And yeah. Ollie met him the next day. Those photos are very cute. Ew. It was so good. It, I took a video of the whole interaction mm. of like when she came into the room and she was like, baby, come out. Like, yeah, he's <laughs> come out. Yes. The and f- now she says it all the time. She's like, Loggy, come out, mum. Uh, like, yeah, he came out. When I came over to meet him after work and, um, and I sort of went up and talked to Ollie first because I know it can be – I know my brothers, they hated mm. not being spoken to I first. I do feel sorry for her when people come yeah. and they just want to hold the baby. and Well, sort of – she – I mean, to be honest, she's never interacted with me that much ever. Normally she's like, Kelly, no. <laughs> so it was nice to have a conversation with her. <laughs> and then I held Lachlan and she's like, that's mummy's baby. <gasps> Just straight over. She's like, that's not yours. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know, mate. You can keep it. You should see her now. People in the street want to come up and look at him. She goes, don't look at him. That's my baby. <laughs> yeah. She was like, that's my brother. And She's I'm like, very yes, assertive. Yeah. I wonder where she gets it from. <laughs> oh, mate. It's her behaviour. I'll say she was great for the first few days and we had newborn photos done and she was so gorgeous with, like, our newborn photos and stuff. And um, then – her behaviour has just like taken a total <laughs> nosedive. Like she's great with him, loves him, adores him, wants to line all her mm. toys up with him and like, oh, Lockie needs to cuddle a bubba so she'll go and get one of her babies and put it next to him. Yeah. Like she's very attentive to him and she can't resist touching him and shit when he's sleeping, which yeah. drives me crazy. But um, and just wants to help with him and everything. But her behaviour with us yeah. has deteriorated. <laughs> Yeah. And like every single no is a like 10 out of 10 tantrum yeah. at the moment. And like bedtimes have taken. Yeah. Well, because she's really got no difficult. control. And this is it. And she's. And you have. She knows. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> when you said that Snapchat the other day about the cake, when I go to the fridge, am I going to see 
something missing oh. from the cake. And she's like, no. And you're like, are you sure? But then there wasn't anything missing from the cake. No, there wasn't, Disappointing. surprisingly. She had stuck her finger in it. Oh, yeah. But, but she had – I expected her to have taken a whole handful. Of yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, it's more just that you can see her stringing out and trying to get attention from us, negative attention from yeah. us, trying to spend as much time as possible with us. Like, yeah. And I do feel sorry for her in some ways and I'm trying very much not to build resentment between – her and Lachlan. Yeah. She'll um, grow out of it. Yeah, yeah. And I think we've just had to make some allowances yeah. and choose our battles. Well, you just kill you like full rock their world. I was yeah. 12 when my brother Alex was born and I felt exactly the same way. My, my girlfriend so. said to me it would be like to her the equivalent is Michael coming home with a new partner and saying you've just got to get along. Yeah. Because – you're someone that she loves, and he can't. And you're have expecting her to he, love a stranger. Yeah, he's yeah. cuddling with her, mm-hmm. so I don't have time for you right now. Mm-hmm. So, and I was like, wow, that really puts it into perspective. Like, I'd be gutted. Yeah, <laughs> and you can talk about the baby, and they can think about it, and they, you know, you can role play with the baby. Mm. But then you bring that baby home, and you actually have to look after that baby. She can't. She can't just take it off you and put it in the toy box no, and get it on right. your lap. Yeah, and you have to feed it, and it yeah. cries and makes noise, and all of a sudden, everybody else wants to look at that baby. Yes, and she's two, and I you know. can't rationalize that in no. a two-year-old brain. You can't rationalize that in. Most people's brains. It's definitely the feeding that she struggles yeah. with because I think I have to sit there and it looks like I'm cuddling him yeah. and then I can't really help her with anything while I'm feeding. Yeah. Um, he, God, he feeds exactly like her. It's fucking weird. <laughs> Everything else is different but he feeds exactly the same. Uh, like same little feeding issues and like, yeah, yeah it's just a bit funny. But um, she's getting better and we had this great book that we read all the way through the pregnancy and now she'll relate things she's doing back to the book, which oh, yeah, is really cool. Good. Like she's made that yeah. connection. And um, so she loves that she can help me with things when I'm feeding. So yeah. like she'll go and get me things and she's really, really good like that. But it's just um, yeah. the demands she's a and yeah, the yeah. control stuff. And we met up with Jess yesterday at the library. Oh, yeah. Which lasted about five and a half minutes because she kept running away. And then she was foul, like wouldn't, gosh, she was just foul. So we just left and then I made Michael come and pick her up so I could have a nice morning. <laughs> <laughs> so not going uh-huh. great with the toddler, but it's getting getting better. We're yeah. settling now. Week, oh. week five coming up. Coming up. So it's getting mm. better. But it's been really nice to have Mick home. I'm feeling very, very fortunate. He's only yeah. worked. He's worked two days a week since he's been. When home. will he go back? Next week. So, um, Ollie's got an appointment with an allergist in Melbourne. <laughs> oh yeah. After the nearly killing her with peanut butter. Yeah, fair incident. enough. <laughs> um, and then when we get back, so it'll be Cup Day. Oh and yeah. Then um, Wednesday he'll go back to work. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing your story again. Almost drowned, almost shoulder dystocia, mm. almost a big baby. And he was big, but he wasn't that big. <laughs> nah, ew, nah. And, um, yeah. And then I was, like, thankful I had the stretch and sweep. Yeah. But then also we went back a few days later because Lockie has a tongue tie, just wanted to get it checked out. And on the way out, I ran into the obstetrician. She goes, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh, happy baby. You were right. I'm really glad we had that stretch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think part of me, I'm like, I wish he was a due date baby like Ollie yeah. who came the day before his due date. And I'm like, yeah. oh, maybe if I didn't have the stretch and yeah. sweep, he would have been born on his due date. But, I mean, that's me yeah. being picky. Well, I'm glad everything went um, – It went really well. Went well. Yeah, I think. And it, and you didn't 
you don't have regrets for those things that you sort of maybe might have felt pressured into at the time. I did. I felt pressure, but I definitely still felt like it was an informed choice. Yeah, good. Yeah. That's and, good. Um, and you can you can have both, obviously. Yeah. You can still have an informed choice, not sure if you want it. And, and knowing. pressure to do it and do it. And, yeah. And knowing that he was, you know, it was difficult to get him out. Yeah. Then I am grateful that I took didn't that wait opportunity. Too long. Yeah, that I didn't wait any longer, yeah. really. Yeah. You think that birth is five stars? Should, should go rate it five stars. <laughs> <laughs> just, just rate the whole podcast the whole five stars. Five stars. <laughs> and um, I'll be taking DMs about anyone who um, wants to know how to birth like a champion. And <laughs> just kidding, but I'm I'm so done. I'm like, Are you? yeah, done, done, so done. Shop shut. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited to never be pregnant again. Like that's wow. where I am. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And you were not like that after Ollie. After you had Ollie, you were like, oh, I can't wait to do this again. I know. And whereas I'm like, I've had two really great birth experiences. I've had one great pregnancy and one really, really average pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think I just felt my age this pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only 31 and I felt yeah. my age. Good job. But um, I feel like you're trying to wrap me up. What time is it going to cut off? It's not going to cut off, but we're going... We've been going an hour and 12 minutes. Oh, that is a lot. But your dog did fart halfway through. (laughs) (laughs) Shutting up shop. You're done. This podcast is done. I mean, not the podcast. This episode is done. (laughs) Oh, shit. It's great to be back, though. Yeah, it's nice to have you back. And, yeah, go follow us on Instagram at Two Humorous Nurses Podcast. And go join us in the Facebook group. Yeah. I'm trying to post a little bit more often. I saw you doing that. I need to. Yeah. Anyway, just search Two Humorous Nurses Podcast on Facebook. Do that. Send an email if you want. Yeah, send us an email. Hello at twohumorousnurses.com. That's humorous like the bone. (laughs) H-U-M-E-R-U-S. Bye. Bye.